0: Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I'm Harlan Landis, and I'm here with Miranda Marquette. How are you doing, Miranda?
1: I'm doing really well, and I'm very excited because... You know, we both started out as as money writers, and so now we're talking about money. It's always exciting to me.
0: It's always fun to talk about money. And today we're talking about New Year's resolutions and how we have these financial resolutions every new year, and we just don't get anywhere with them.
1: Right. And, and you know, you're not alone if you're making a resolution based around money. I mean, information curated on Statistics Brain, the third most popular resolution is to spend less and save more and we're always making financial resolutions. Fidelity's done studies about this that, you know, making financial resolutions is a a big part of people's lives.
0: Yeah, everyone wants to be on solid financial footing and the new year, we're thinking about renewal, we're thinking about starting fresh, and it's just a good chance even though it is arbitrary to come up with these ideas and say, "I'm going to do this this year. This is going to be the new me."
1: Yeah, and it's nice to do that, but unfortunately, once again, only 8% of people are consistently successful in the resolutions they set. I mean, what's that joke, right? You set your resolution and by February it's over.
0: Yeah, and that has I mean, that plays out for me. It's certainly true that there've been situations where I've decided I'm going to start this new project, I'm going to get really involved in something I want to be involved in. And then things just, you know, it it isn't as much as a priority as it seemed like it was going to be, you know, 30 days earlier.
1: Yeah, and I think with the money resolutions, that seems to really kind of add up because there's all sorts of stuff that gets in the way. And so what are some of the reasons for failures when you make these money resolutions? Well, I
0: think in general, it's it's something that we don't think about very much. We come up with the idea either because we know it's something we have to do, you know, we get out of debt, or it's something that sounds great, you know, earn twice as much money or something like that. And we don't really know how we're going to get from here to there. We don't think about, you know, what the steps really are and the kind of work that's involved to get to that point. We just think about this goal without really making a plan.
1: Yeah, I like that I that point, you know, we're just like, Oh, get rid of debt, oh, put more away for retirement. It, just it's like what is that? I think the other problem you're running into is so often with money resolutions and even regular resolutions, instead of actually making a plan and making a thought about what you want to have happen, you're just making a laundry list of wishes. It's just like oh things you wish were better in your life, kind of a thing, rather than like a real Resolution. You're just like, I wish that I could spend more time with my family. I wish that my money situation didn't suck. I wish, you know, you have it, it turns into like a list of things you wish were better in your life that you just stare at. Yeah. It's not very effective.
0: I mean, everything starts with the wish, but it's about making that wish real and not just putting it out into the universe and seeing what happens. It's about making it happen for yourself. It's the work that's required that often prevents people from doing it. And that's if their goals or their expectations are realistic in the first place. Sometimes they're not. They're just pulled out of a hat or they're crazy pie-in-the-sky goals that have no chance of succeeding.
1: Yeah, and along with that, I like what you were talking about, like pulling out of the hat. Because sometimes we make these resolutions that don't actually align with our values and priorities. So we're like, oh, well, I know I'm supposed to do this as a New Year's resolution, so I guess I'll do it. Like losing weight. I think that's a big one. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually number one on the list, right? Mm. But I I think that's part of the problem, especially with money resolutions, is you just look at stuff that you're supposed to do without really thinking about how does this fit into my life? Is this really important to me? Does this align with my values? Is this, this part of my priorities? Is this part of my holistic approach to money? And I think that's part of the reason why you fail, because you haven't taken that time to step back and, and make those changes. So let's talk about it. I mean, do you set resolutions, Harlan? I mean, is that something you do? Do you make resolutions?
0: Not as much as I used to. I did more often when I was writing about money every day. And like you said, it just becomes this sort of thing that you are expected to do, especially if you're writing about money. Everybody wants to read what your financial resolutions are for the new year. And so I would come up with things. And you know, because I had a website and I was able to track things, I was a little bit more involved with the resolutions, and I was tracking them actively and thinking about them on a regular basis, but not everybody writes about money every day, so they're not going to be thinking about this every day, which puts the resolutions a little further back in their mind. Now, I don't do that anymore. In fact, I, I do like the idea of the new year being a really good opportunity to look at your situation and figure out what your plan is for the next year. I think even though it's an arbitrary date and we should be doing this all throughout the year, even though we should be doing it all throughout the year, the new year, even though it's symbolic, is a good chance for us to take a bigger step back and reevaluate and figure out whether what you've been doing the past year has been working for you. And if it hasn't been working for you in the way that you want, making an alternate plan and finding a way to stick to it. It's around the New Year's time right now, and I haven't figured out yet what my New Year's financial resolutions are just yet. I will do something. For me, I think it's keeping better track of my finances. And what I do, what works for me is set my resolutions up so that they can be made into habits. And then once you get into a habit, it's a lot easier to stay with it. So that's my approach.
1: Yeah, that's cool. And one of the things that I started doing when I was changing the way of setting resolutions was the list thing was like really tripping me up because I would have like a list of like 20 things that I wish were different in my life. And, you know, about half of those things would be financial, like related to my finances. And what I started doing was instead of making the list, I started by thinking of, and I still do this now, like what matters to me, like what matters to me, what is, what are the things that really matter to me in my life and help me move forward and what things are going to help me move toward my desired lifestyle and then picking uh, two or three things to like work on throughout the year, things that can be broken down, but I turn my resolution instead of like a list of things that I'm trying to check off throughout the year into here are two or three big things that I want to work on through the whole year. And now I set goals and resolutions in terms of, okay, what is the thing that I'm working on this year? And I expect it to be something that I spent the whole year working on improving.
0: Yeah. Narrowing down your focus, I think, you know, just selecting that one thing, And maybe it's not a financial thing this year. Maybe it's a financial thing next year. Maybe it is a more important thing than finances this year. There's a lot of ways you can look at this, but narrowing it down and focusing on one thing makes it a whole lot easier. I mean, we all have lists and lists of items that we'd like to improve about our lives. Because we're living in this world where we're expected to care about things like self-improvement, and we want to better ourselves in various ways, whether it's on the job or in relationships. Hey, that's this is why we have a website called Adulting. It's all about that, and we're glad that people are interested in this type of stuff. But you've got to focus and narrow down, and don't give in to this desire to solve all the problems at once. Yeah, I
1: like that idea, because because you can't always move on to the next thing. If you want to keep a list, fine, but let's focus on one thing at a time rather than pulling in all directions. And I think another big tip for setting better financial resolutions is breaking it down into actionable, doable, realistic steps. So often we don't take the time to say, well, how am I going to accomplish this great goal of paying down debt? How am I going to accomplish this goal of putting, you know, getting three months worth of expenses into my emergency fund? How will I accomplish this goal of being ready to, you know, saving up enough money to go on a cruise? You know, we we say, oh, I want to save money to go on a cruise, but we don't break it down into actionable steps that, like, help us plan how we were going to get there.
0: Yeah, and if we can take those steps and turn them into habits, then it makes everything so much easier. It becomes almost automatic. It becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of your routine. Even if you don't like routines, you can still have habits and do this. And I and I think, you know, we've talked about this in, in when we've talked about goal setting. We often look from the top down. We'll take our goals and our values and then break them down into actionable steps, But you know what works even better is we come up with the things, the actual steps that we know are going to get us somewhere, and we focus on those even more. I mean, it's good to have those big goals and values still in mind as you make these decisions, but really, if we focus, instead of trying to do this huge goal of, you know, uh, being a better person or spending more time with family... Start with the actual habits. Start with that. And then, you know, instead of saying, you know, my goal this year is to spend more time with family, then you're focusing on, I need to start a habit of calling my mother every week because she lives on the other side of the country. So every week I'm going to set aside a goal so that I know that I am talking to her every week.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And that's something that I know has like been a part of my life, but I never really like crystallized it into words until after I read uh, Scott Adams, he's the creator of Dilbert. He wrote a book called how to fail at almost everything and still win big. And he talks about, he says that goals are for, for stupid people. He says goals (laughs) are for suckers. And he talks about how like goals set you up to fail because, you know, you're going to fall short or because you're in this perpetual state of like trying to like fix this problem. Uh, and he talks about basically turning things into systems and processes that help you live a better lifestyle and he took weight as an example like he said, like, trying to set a goal weight or lose X amount of pounds, that's for chumps. <laughs> like, instead, what he said is, you know, you, you make it a process, a system, you know, you develop the habits, I guess, as you would say, Harlan, of eating better or exercising like 15 mm-hmm. minutes a day and, and build on this system. Eventually, you're going to reach that goal and you're going to have a healthier lifestyle. But the focus isn't so much on the weight as it is on feeling good, having a healthy lifestyle, living a lifestyle that you enjoy. And so I kind of like that kind of approach where, like you were saying, you develop the habit or you create the system that helps you do that. And so your resolutions are more about what can I do every day to improve how I live my life rather than always be trying and maybe falling short of something.
0: It's funny that you mentioned that because just recently, one of the things that I want to do is lose some more weight. And one of the ways... I decided to go about this is that instead of focusing on my weight, uh, I'm focusing on the things I can directly control and that's my actions. So I'm doing push-ups every day and my only goal is to increase that as much as I can alongside doing other exercise and eating better. But right now my focus is just on this one aspect and that's the push-ups and I'm going to do them every day and it becomes a habit. You know That's one thing that I'm working on, and to take that back to the financial resolutions, which is really what we're talking about, this is the same thing as taking $100 out of every paycheck you have and putting it into an emergency fund. We know the overall goal, the end target, is to have an emergency fund that's going to protect you in the event of a job loss or other circumstances that arise, but the way to get there and what to focus on is... Is going to be the actual action of taking money out of your paycheck, hopefully through the online transfer system that your bank has, and putting it into the savings account that's going to be your, that's that's going to be your emergency fund, and focus on that action instead of worrying about uh, how you're going to come up with a five thousand dollar emergency fund.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. That you know, it's it's more about doing these little things that you can actually manage with yourself every day rather than focusing so much on that end goal. And a lot of the time, the little habits that we have, eventually you'll get to that end goal. Eventually you'll get to that point as long as you can stick with the small changes that you're making.
0: Yeah, it might take all year or it might even take more than a year to get there. But at least if you're doing the habits, perhaps even increasing the habits and and moving forward, then you are making progress. And we forget that we think that if we set these large goals and we don't meet the goal, we see that as a failure. And it's not a failure. This is a journey. This is a process. And it takes a while. It's okay to not meet the goal because as long as you're moving towards it, you're making progress. And that is the most important part.
1: Yeah, I think that's a very important thing to remember is is the progress that you're making. And finally, as you're setting better financial resolutions, make sure that what you're you're doing is in in line with your values and your long-term financial goals and your overall uh, financial plan because there are some things that, you know, Like, you know, we're like, oh, well, you know, we want to save up for a down payment for a house. That's a cool goal. And that's great. But that doesn't make sense for me in my life, right? It would not make sense. Like, even though everybody around me is saying they want to, and I'm not even joking here, a lot of the people in my life around me are setting their financial goals for the new year. And a lot of them are like, I'm going to save up for a down payment on a house. And they all think I should be because of where I live and my financial situation. Obviously, I should be getting ready to buy another house, but that doesn't make sense with my values and what I prefer and my own long-term goals for my life. So, you know, I could set this resolution and set money aside for a down payment on a house, but it doesn't make sense for me. And so before you start setting goals or, or even, you know, Oh, I want to pay off all my credit card debt this year. Well maybe for somebody who doesn't have children and is single it makes sense for them to really sacrifice and pay off, you know, $15,000 of credit card debt in one year. But it may not make sense for you if you have a family, if you have other situation. You may have to set a goal to like pay it off in 2 years instead of 1 year. So really take a look at your situation and make sure that the goal you're setting is something that you will actually help you improve your life and that is in line with what you're hoping to accomplish.
0: And along the same lines, make sure that the steps that you're taking towards the goal are actually related to that goal. You don't want to set a goal to pay off your mortgage uh, by the end of the year, for instance, and then use an automatic transfer to pay off credit card debt as something that's going to help you do that. For example, you want to focus, you want your actions and your habits to to be focused on that particular goal and they have to work towards getting you there it doesn't help you you won't be you won't feel as satisfied if your habits are helping you satisfy a goal that's different than the one that you set for yourself
1: yeah so i mean before you do anything it really makes sense to sit down and say okay what matters to me and what's really important to me so one of the things too that i want to look at is like kind of this idea of not making resolutions. <laughs> this this year, for, for this year, for this year, 2016, I actually made no resolutions. It was the first time I'd ever done that. But I was like, I don't want to set any goals for this year. I don't want to make specific resolutions. I want this to be a year of exploration for me to help me figure out what you know, what is Miranda about? What do do I want to accomplish? I want to try some things. I want to do some experimentation and then move forward from there. And so maybe you don't need a resolution. Maybe the only resolution you need to make is to not make resolutions and try and fiddle with your life a little bit.
0: (laughs) It's funny because that's, it sounds to me that that is an actual resolution to, you know, to spend the year exploring things and to figure things out. That certainly is a resolution in some way. It's just, it's not easy to measure. It just goes back to what we're saying about everything being a journey and not necessarily the goal being the most important thing. So did you use this past year to explore and figure things out?
1: Oh, yeah, I tried a whole lot of different things. I tried some new ways of keeping track of my money. I tried some new ways of, you know, putting my money in different places and tinkering a little bit with just other areas of my life as well, where I just tried new things, said yes to some things that I wouldn't normally say yes to. And uh, in general, just uh, took stock of of where I'm at and, and kind of what I enjoy.
0: Yeah. So do you feel that it was successful?
1: I think so. I, I think so. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> about some of the things I discovered about myself uh, and excited about some of the things that I kind of did that I would never have done before that I will probably keep with. And then, you know, there are some things that obviously I was like, Ew, that was not a good plan. <laughs> and I will discard that <laughs> going forward. But it was still worthwhile and definitely a success, I think.
0: So resolution wise, what are you doing differently for 2017?
1: Ooh, I haven't decided yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's not awful. I'm running out of time. I better get it figured out.
0: Well, it's actually uh, we're we're airing this in January, so it's time.
1: <clears throat> oh dear. <laughs> Check back. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I mean, do you have this? I mean, you were talking about how you're not sure what your resolutions are for the coming year. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, an un-resolution. take the easy way out, Harlan, say it's a year of exploration.
0: No, 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 I, there's specific things that I, I definitely want to do financial wise this year. One of those things is I recently purchased a website. This is different for me. Usually I start things up and uh, see how they go. Uh, this time I'm, uh, you know, I'm getting involved in the middle of something and uh, I want to grow this website a bit so I'll be spending some time with that. Uh, I'm not setting specific goals. I mean, going back to what what I was saying before about focusing on the things you can control instead of your target weight, you know, the actual behaviors you can do, I'm setting a goal that's more about not the money that it's going to make or the audience that it's going to grow, but production-wise, the things that I can do whether it's writing articles or setting up new relationships or something like that. Uh, The things that I control are the things that I'm going to focus on when I have a new project like that. And it is financial in nature. Uh, You know, this is uh, what I hope to be something that earns some money over time. It already is earning money, but I hope to do more with it. And so I'll be focusing a little bit on that this year. It won't be a huge project because I have a lot of other things going on in my life, But it will be something small, something I can contribute to on an occasional but regular basis. And that's going to be a main part of my financial resolution for the new year.
1: Very cool. I think part of of this too is recognizing that you don't have to just set resolutions at the beginning of the year. And if you feel like you've fallen on your face in February, you don't have to stop either. Uh, You talked about at the beginning of this episode, this being arbitrary. And I think part of, you know, kind of the unresolution is being able to move forward year round and say, okay, uh, things didn't go very well as much as I thought they would. And I feel like I'm a failure here in March, but that's okay. I can start over again right now. I can start this habit again right now. I can move forward with a new goal right now. You don't have to wait until the end of the year again to make a new resolution. You can keep moving forward. And I think that's part of the issue is we need to start focusing on our improvement year round rather than say, well, it's this time of year. And if I've fallen off the wagon by the time I get to March, then it's done. And I won't think about it again until next December. I think improvement needs to be a year round thing.
0: Yeah. uh, Make an appointment with yourself. Put it in your calendar to just check in throughout the year. It shouldn't be a 30-day project if, if you're looking to really make change in your life, finances or otherwise. Set up reminders. Use whatever planning tools you use. I use Google Calendar. And I have an item in there every month for keeping me on track in certain things. And I'll add more reminders as I figure out exactly how I'm going to track the new habits that I'm creating in order to make the things that I want happen in 2017.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. So what are some things that somebody can do right now to help them get started on their money resolutions for this year?
0: Well, I think we have to decide on the one thing that this year is going to be about. I think it's crucial to not try to do too much, just worry about one financial issue that is going to improve your life if you achieve it by the end of the year. And write it down. Always write things down. You should keep a journal for this, keep a planner Whatever it takes, uh, you know, for me, it was writing a blog and keeping up with it on a daily basis. Uh, But writing things down is really what's going to cement this idea in your head to start.
1: Right. And then next, uh, I think you need to review what you need to do in order to make it happen. What are those small steps you need to take? What are the habits you you need to develop in order to get to that one thing by the end of the year?
0: yeah, and then create an action plan for making sure it happens. And a lot of that has to do with um, figuring out which habits you need in as as we just said, and then, applying them to your life, and tracking them, and being accountable to yourself for them. And sometimes it helps to share this with other people. So you have them helping you be accountable. So once you're accountable to other people, you feel that something has a lot more weight to it, and your habits have a lot more meaning when someone else is on your team and checking up with you, and they agree with your goal, and they want to see you succeed. Having that is super important.
1: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we do have a listener question. This listener question is, I'd like to max out my retirement contributions to my IRA this year, but I don't have the money to do so right now, even monthly. How can I get moving on this goal?
0: Well, I think we like to break down these annual goals. Like this is something, the IRA max contribution is a year round thing. So we then we divide the total by 12 and get our monthly contribution that can be overwhelming because it means that at the beginning of the year, you're saving as much money as you are at the end of the year. Now, maybe your income is going to grow over the course of the year. Maybe it's not. But if you set up a sliding scale, it's going to be a little easier for you to deal with. Now, it's going to be a little more difficult because if you're not doing the same exact habit, you have to pay more attention to it. But If you are looking to max out your IRA contributions, start small at the beginning of the year, and then as you see that you can actually live off the remaining money that you have in your paycheck that's not going towards the IRA, you can gradually increase that amount uh, throughout the year until you meet the maximum contribution. And you know what? Maybe you won't make it, and that's okay because this is a long-term process. You need to just start somewhere. So start with that increase. Even if you're if you're already giving 2% of your income to your IRA, bump it up to 3 and then keep bumping it up throughout the year. That is the best way to make sure that this finan- this particular financial goal fits in with everything else that you're doing in your life. And believe me, you can do it. Even if you're contributing 0% to the IRA now and you feel like you have absolutely no way to save any more money to take anything else out of your paycheck, you can do a dollar, you can do $10, you can do $100. You find what it is that you can do and that you won't miss right away. And if you're afraid of doing it, just start smaller and build up to it.
1: Yeah, and just along with that, I mean, if you are doing your IRA, it's $5,500 a year. It comes out to $458.33 a month. And so if you can't start out with that $458.33 a month, like a lot of people are tempted to just say, "Oh, well, I can't do it, so that goal's over. Because I couldn't do it this month. Well, no. Like Harlan said, start out small and make your goal be to try and build up to having that 458 dollars a month uh, toward the end of the year. And even if you don't quite make it, uh, you know, keep working on it throughout the year and and increase a little bit at a time. So if you're already setting aside 100 dollars a month, maybe say, okay, well, what happens next month if I set aside an extra. You know, $10 a week. So that's an extra $40 a month. So try and find that $10 a week to set aside. Now you're doing $140 a month. And when you're comfortable with that, look for another an extra $10. So now you're doing $20, another $20 on top of what you had before. And so just look for ways to kind of build over time so that you're building up to eventually maxing that out each month.
0: Yeah, regardless of what your income is, regardless of how you feel about the money that you have left over, I know because I was in this situation, it was costing me more to go to work than I was earning, but still I there was a possibility of finding a way to take a little bit out and just start so slowly. I mean, I would have had to have started really slowly. And I did. I did at that point. Even though I was making sacrifices elsewhere, I started off very slowly and got to the point where I was contributing just a little bit to my IRA. Sure, I wasn't maxing it out. And you're probably not setting the goal to max it out if you are in such a uh, financial constraint that you can't even think about contributing anything right now. Otherwise, you're probably setting a goal a little too high for one year. But if you are setting this goal of maxing it out, you're probably in a good position where you can just afford to keep saving more and more throughout the year. Now, if you're at the point where you're not saving anything, then perhaps a good resolution is just to start putting something in the IRA. It doesn't even matter uh, how much. Just the fact that you're putting something into it for now, for saving for retirement, is going to help you so much in the long run. And once you start those habits, you're going to see how easy it is to keep them going and to increase them over time.
1: So I think that should do it for us this week. We'd love for you to visit us in the adulting community on Facebook. Tell us what your resolution is for this year. What do you plan to accomplish in the coming year? And how do you hope to accomplish it? Let's get some accountability going in our group.
0: Absolutely. And the good thing about the Facebook group is once you tell people what your resolution is, you can follow up. You can see other people's resolutions. You can keep them on task and hold everybody's feet to the fire just a little bit, but in a friendly way so that we are all making our goals happen this year.
1: Right. And don't forget to visit us at adulting.tv for plenty of resources, articles, videos, and access to all of our episodes. You can also subscribe on iTunes at adulting.tv forward slash iTunes. That's
0: it for today. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.